It's Nick Helms here, the host of the Original Geek Show. What is what you are listening to right now, the 24th episode of this show. And I uh, got, a, got a few things to talk about today, a few things, reviews we're going to go over, some news, of course, trailers. And then uh, first, uh, we're going to go on the Ultimate Marvel Adventure, as always. Um, and then get some first impressions and leave you with some comic suggestions. If you're new to the show, that is the basic summary of what happens every episode uh, pretty much here on the original Geek Show. So thanks for tuning in. This is your first episode. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Apologize. Uh, it's been a great... Today is Tuesday, March the 22nd, 2022. As of this recording, I'm sure this will be the same day that I put out the recording. just depends on how long this runs over. Um, but yeah, it's been a crazy week or so. All my kids, I have five kids, by the way, in case you don't know. Uh, and uh, they have all had the flu uh, sometime or another in the past week and a half. So it's been crazy at my house. Uh, today's my daughter, Phoenix. She's four today. Today's her fourth birthday. And uh, she's been the worst. Uh, she's been sick since like last thursday wednesday thursday something like that and now we had to take her to the hospital to the doctor again today after being diagnosed with the flu and she's got like pneumonia they didn't necessarily say she had pneumonia they're treating it like it's pneumonia it's pretty much almost pneumonia she's got pre-pneumonia pre-pneumonia whatever uh so uh and if i sound weird i because to me i'm talking and my throat sounds strange So I don't know. if So if I have to clear my throat some or whatever, then that's just something you probably have to deal with. Um, I apologize. I have that of time. Head of Words are hard, guys. Uh, thank goodness I don't do a podcast or anything audio-wise, right? Uh, but yes, yeah, so let's get into it, though. First off, I want to start the show off, um, and we're going to look uh, to back at some um, people's careers um, for just a minute and uh, give a moment of silence i guess not really a moment of silence a moment of dedication to um some people here on the to top off the episode um first off uh william hurt has passed away um in the past week or since the last time we recorded or maybe it was a little i don't know if it's before that or not anyways neither here nor there william hurt has passed away oscar-winning actor um most notably as far as uh the original geek show is concerned uh, but uh, most notably, in this state of the show, uh, the original Geek Show, we're kind of a geek-centric show, of course, and uh, he played uh, Sergeant uh, that Th- Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in the Incredible Hulk movie, and then the like Avengers Civil War or Captain America Civil War, and it, then also he was in he was in Black Widow. I believe, yes, I just saw that the other day, so yes, he was in Black Widow. Anyways, he played Thunderbolt Ross, probably would have had more to do in the future of the MCU, including probably, maybe he might have been, been a, ended up being Red Hulk eventually, but unfortunately he did pass away, I think the age of 71, or, so 71, 72, 
So unfortunately, we I guess that will not come to fruition because I'm sure they will not replace him. So I don't know. They may. Who knows? I, I don't know what the MCU um, is doing about replacing people So once they pass. So we really haven't, uh, I guess, crossed that road yet as far as replacing people um, because, well, as far as passing away, except for Chadwick Boseman, of which they said they weren't going to pass. So I don't know if they feel like William Herc's legacy of Thunderbolt Ross is the same. So I don't know what they're going to do. I guess we'll have to wait and see in the future. Either way, though, um, it would have been cool to see Red Hulk and with the Thunderbolts that they're, looks like they're leading to in the MCU. So, But uh, also on the wrestling front, because we do talk about wrestling on the show um, from time to time, uh, Scott Hall died, um, passed away. Razor Ramon, the bad guy, um, one of the founding members of the NWO, one of the biggest things have happened in wrestling uh, when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash both left WWF at the time and went over to WCW and came in as the Outsiders and started NWO shortly joined by after that by Hulk Hogan. Anyways, um, when Scott Hall was originally in WWF slash E, he was uh, known as Razor Ramon and uh, one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time. Had an amazing, uh, the first ladder match ever with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12, 13, 12, something like that. I'm not for sure on the number right offhand. Uh, but yeah, uh, was a big moment for me. Uh, I remember I was watching um, WCW Nitro the day that Scott Hall and Kevin Nash uh, came over, uh, and so that uh, Scott Hall's always been a cool dude to me, and so I just it it kind of hit pretty hard, more than the William Hurt thing. I mean, I like Thaddeus Ross, but I've not really followed William Hurt's career much. Um, but it's still sad. Um, but yeah, so Scott Hall was, it was kind of a big deal to me and I hated that. I uh, hated to see that he passed away. What happened was <clears throat> for, uh, Scott was that he had fell down, broke his hip, had hip surgery. And then I guess he had some complications from that and had like heart attacks or seizures after that. And then ended up dying from those complications from those things. A seizure, heart attack, one, three heart attacks, I think it was, and so, uh, yeah, so that was a, it was a sad moment, though, it was really sad, and so, um, just peace and love to their families and, um, friends and everybody that is actually dealing with that loss and just being people that were fans of them, um, so that, it's totally on a different level, um, but I would, be remiss not to at least mention both of them at the top of today's episode so <clears throat> let's pick let's pick it up though okay let's p- let's pick up the paces and get into the good stuff and uh, away from uh, the sad the sadness because no one likes the sadness right so uh i watched some movies this uh past week several several things uh recently um, but I watched a movie on Netflix that we're going to talk about, and uh, it was something I was most looking forward to this month. One of the most, probably the second biggest thing I was looking forward to uh, this month. Next week, I'm going to hit my biggest thing, which is Halo. Um, but yes, my second biggest thing was The Atom Project, which is a, two, a 2000, 
22 American science fiction action film directed by Sean Levy. Levy? Levy. Levy. He did Free Guy and is doing Deadpool 3. Um, but yeah, he directed that uh, with Ryan Reynolds. On uh, It's on Netflix. You can watch it now. Screenplay was written by Jonathan Troper, T.S. Nolan, Jennifer Flackett, and Mark Levin. It stars Ryan Reynolds, Walker Scooble, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Gardner, Catherine Keener, and Zoe Saladana. Saladana. I think that's... I'm, I'm bad with names. Uh, so, uh, Or you can just call her Gamora. Uh, so we got Deadpool, Hulk, and uh, Gamora all in this in this film. It uh, follows a pilot from the future who goes back in time and, and encounters his younger self. Um, so, it, it, of course, Ryan Reynolds being the older Adam. And then uh, Mark Ruffalo is his dad. Um, and then his mom is uh, Jennifer Garner. So, <clears throat> just in a little bit of it, uh, it's set in the year 2050 If uh, in Ryan Reynolds' time. He's a flatter, fighter pilot uh, named Adam Reed. He steals a time jet, and which is his time jet. I, I'm not for sure exactly what happened there. Um, escapes through time on a rescue mission to 2018. However, didn't, however uh, he accidentally crashed in 2022 instead where he meets his 12-year-old self who is struggling with the recent death of uh, their father, Lewis, in a car accident. And so I'm not going to go too much into it, um, but basically together the two Adams have to figure out this plot that's going on from the people that Ryan Reynolds used to, that older Adam used to work for, and... um, then uh, they have to figure out what's going on there and has to do with the time travel and fixing something that has happened and stuff that goes on. Anyway, it's a great science fiction story. Um, there, there is some language in it um, if you if you get the kids, but uh, it's a great film. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I really like science fiction type stuff. Time travel can be good, really good, or it can be really bad. Um, it's really hard to pull off time travel, I think, and for it to make sense. Of course, Endgame did it amazing. Um, and so <clears throat> lots of people will shy away from the time travel uh, trope. But uh, I think that the Adam Project, Sean Levy, and all of them did a really amazing job with this film over at Netflix. And they really nailed the time travel aspects of this movie. And made it all made it all work into an amazing movie um, with a great ending. And um, I know some people were calling for a sequel. They should definitely end. I think they both Ryan and Sean said they weren't going to do a sequel, um, but they definitely shouldn't. Um, I I'm on the boat of there's not I did, the story ended just fine. I don't as much as I would love to see a sequel, but I don't. I think that's just milking would be milking it and trying uh, because i don't it would be unnecessary and undoing what has already been done just to make a second film so in the line of the story it doesn't really make sense to make a sequel so i'd hope that they don't try to do a cash grab and uh you know the money's good then we'll do a sequel you know that type of deal um because the the story they wrapped it up with a nice little bow at the end and uh it'd be good to, for them just to 
it's okay to not get a sequel to every movie. It's okay. I mean, there is movies out there I wish there would be a sequel to, but I think that it some of them could have sequels movies. And there's a lot of movies that I'll go to the bat for and tell you that they should make a sequel. I mean, even the different comedies, science fiction movies, all kinds of different genres of movies. Uh, but this one, this one is just really, really good. And so I really think that they should... Um, just let it go. Let let things ride, um, and uh, just just no, not 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 worry about it. But uh, we will see what happens. But check it out now. The Adam Project. It's still the number one film on Netflix since it came out uh, over a week ago, something like that. And so check it out now. So if you got Netflix, you can check it out. And uh, I, that that's my review. I'm I'm not for sure what Rotten Tomatoes score of it is or anything like that because that's a first impression type deal that I do. Um, but as far as out of a ten, I give it a nine. Man, it's really really great movie. Really really enjoyed it. So I mean, not for sure what else that could have been done to make it better. But uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh yes, I watched the premiere episode of DMZ. It's a mini series um, on HBO. It's in uh, dystopian. Um, set streaming television miniseries. It's four episodes. It's based on the comic book series of the same name by Brian Wood and Ricardo Bocelli. Um, it appeared on March 17th, I believe, is when it started. Um, yes. Oh, I said it's four, four episodes, and um, it, star, it was directed by Ava DuVernay. DuVernay? You know... <laughs> Can, I'm really bad with uh, names. I, I mentioned that. Uh, anyway, I know that it stars uh, Rosario Dawson, uh, Benjamin Bratz in that movie, um, s- some other people, Hoon Lee, I believe. And uh, I can't remember who all else is in that movie. You can watch that on HBO Max as it's based off of the Vertigo series, the DC Vertigo series. Um, and uh, anyway, it follows... Uh, <sighs> Rosario's character. I forgot Rosario's name for a minute. Uh, she plays Alma Ortega, uh, who's a New York City medic um, who becomes a symbol of hope in a dematerialized Manhattan Island while sticking to find, while trying to find her son who wandered off instead of sticking with her during their evacuation of Manhattan during the Second American Civil War. And so basically, that's really what we get in the first episode we it's a setup and there's a lot of flashback and stuff going back and forth so we're in this um you know this demilitarized setting this dystopian manhattan uh which is like the middle manhattan uh island has become this middle ground to the civil war between uh in the comics it's like the uh, free states and uh i can't remember what the other people were called uh, but the people have broken off from the united states and so like one half of new york is part of the united states and one half of new york is not and then in manhattan is like the dmz the uh you know the middle uh ground uh there and the comic and the show are much different now i've only read the first volume of the comic it was all right um I'm still reading. Uh, actually, I'm. I had the first compendium, and uh, I, I'm reading the first compendium on uh, Comicsology Unlimited. And it, it's it's very. I don't even know. Different, you know. 
it's just the front the two of them the two of them are very different from each other um in the comics we follow this um a journalist um a guy photojournalist and he he goes there to like look for stories and stuff like that anyway he become i don't know uh, i have there's a lot there's like 72 issues i haven't read that many i've only read like six um because i was just trying to get usually on shows i can just read like the first volumes or something and then you know get a good gist of how to compare that with the show however in the show it seems to not be the same it's not the same people totally story is different and follows that alma lady though i'm not for sure if it is a prequel to the comic based off of a story that's like in later comic later issues that i just haven't got to yet and maybe they have a flashback story in later issues i don't know exactly um but it seems to be um set in the same universe deal type deal but following different characters than the comics as far as i can tell though something happens near the end of that first episode something is said to alma that makes me think that it could be a prequel to the um to the uh to the comic but uh that i i would have to you know read more of the comic and watch more of the show um i really en ha did enjoy the first episode um it is kind of rough to get watch a pandemic based uh or something that seemed like a pandemic um was going on with the face shields and stuff um that they have and where we are in the world right now and it's kind of kind of tough sale really to me um so i i don't really know how much like it that maybe that's why the comic was kind of i think the show is easier for me to watch than the comic it's really harder to get into um so i i don't even know it's not bad i, I mean i think it was really good it was just it's just um it, it did get me a moment to get over what I was watching and just get into the story itself. Uh, following Rosario, Rosario Dawson make, let me watch, make me watch anything. So um, she's just amazing actress and uh, does great character work. And she, she just loves comics as much as I do. And so she cares about these roles and that she does in these um, comic-based things that she gets into. And so just, you know seeing her uh, play these roles is really really amazing and uh so right now i'm gonna sit at dmz a 7.5 um maybe an 8 if i get um depending on what it turns out to as of right now the first episode i'm going with a 7.5 because it did take a minute for me to get really past some of the things going on um, but yeah, you should check it out now on HBO Max. There's only four one-hour-long episodes, so it could, it's literally like a just a. It's basically like a you know, like going to see Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max. It's the same thing, but you can watch it in four-hour chunks. So give it a give it a view, and uh, then let me know what you think. All right, so uh, I well I feel top of the moon into you. All right, I don't know what that was. Um, I watched some trailers this uh, week, and just uh, just a couple of trailers really. Uh, a trailer that came out last week, 
uh, before I recorded last week's episode, but I decided to put it on this week's episode was Miss Marvel uh, trailer, which I am super excited about coming to Disney Plus in June, July, something like that. Now I'm going to have to look that up. Anyways, uh, Miss Marvel is the latest uh, MCU show coming to Disney Plus, and uh, based on. Um, the Miss Marvel comics. Um, I'm really excited. I'm a huge fan of Kamala Khan, and I'm really excited to finally see her come uh, and get her own show June 8, 2022. Um, thank God for Google, right? Uh, anyways, to get her own show um, and to come live action, and hopefully this will she'll be in the what the Champions Young Avengers project. That obviously, that if you watch the shows. I've uh, been watching the Disney Plus shows. They're obviously building up to something Young Avengers or Champions or something uh, in that vein. And so I'm really excited to see that. They had a, <clears throat> a bit of a thing that uh, is, I'm not for sure how I feel about it, to be honest with you. A, a bit of a change that they've made um, to Kamala is her powers. Um, she is. Normally in the comics, she uh, can embiggen, and which she can stretch and stuff like that, like Mister Fantastic. Uh, but she can also like shrink really small and get really large and stuff like that. She can different different things with her skin that I, we don't see Mister Fantastic do. Um, but it seems that they've made a change in her powers and made them where she's not an inhuman. And made them like some type of cosmic bands that she has uh, with cosmic powers, and it's kind of like, like I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. She can like uh, make these constructs. Okay, here's the best way to describe it. It's like Green Lantern, in a sense, basically, um, but a colorful Green Lantern, or like, like a mix of Jubilee from X Men and Green Lantern. That's the best way to describe it. Watch the trailer and tell me I'm wrong. Uh, if it tell me it's not a, a mix between Jubilee and uh, Green Lantern, I dare you. Um, so that's a very interesting change. And my assumption is that they did this so that way they're going to be doing that Fantastic Four movie with uh, um, what's his name, Web guy, um, who the director of spider-man uh the new spider-man movies ah web web watts watts john watts oh web watts web watts you you get it um anyways he's doing that fantastic four movie and i'm I'm assuming that they didn't want mr fantastic and kamala to have the same powers even though kamala's powers are a little bit different than mr fantastic's um but i guess they thought that a casual audience couldn't tell the difference so they gave her these other powers which is all cool. It's all fine and dandy that, I mean, I guess setting her apart for Mr. Fantastic is all cool. And I'm actually okay with it. But I really also, at the same time, am kind of upset because why can't oh, someone else have the same powers? I mean, does it, is it because, why does Mr. Fantastic get those? Why couldn't they change Mr. Fantastic's powers? Because she's a girl? No, I don't want to get into that. Um, but it's just, I don't understand if I mean, there was a difference i just don't know i just don't know why uh the exact reasoning behind it and why that is necessary because 
it's like okay so can we not have two spider-man then is, is that what you're going to tell me that we can't do a miles live action because we have a to uh almost said toby um because we have tom doing uh spider-man already so i mean i don't know that that that's a that's a good question though isn't it can we not have a miles then if we have a peter i mean they have the same powers they're spider-man well but oh wait miles does also have the electric powers too besides just the spider-man and he can turn invisible well yeah kamala's part i was just not stretchy she can also make herself bigger and smaller and stuff like that she can do different things she can also change her appearance as well so guess what there's see it's basically the same deal but uh i mean i'm sure they would do a live action miles so i don't know i'm, I'm not bitter about it it's just i just don't understand okay it's, it's, Anyway, the, the trailer is great. I'm going to watch the show regardless. I'm going to love it because I'm really excited to see Miss Marvel represented in live action. So, And it looks amazing. So I was really excited about it, and it, it looks great. So check out the trailer. Now, I also watched a trailer for Pintaverte. Um, I don't know how to say that word. Pintavera. Pintaverate. Anyways, it is a new Netflix series that is coming by Mike Myers, and I'm really excited because I love Mike Myers, and it's been so long since I've seen him in something. Uh, the last thing he did was like the really big thing was the Love Guru, um, which not a lot of people liked, and I've really missed him. You know, I really was a fan of the Austin Powers movies and just Mike Myers in general, Wayne's World and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I've missed him. Um, and I think, you know, he did the, went away for a little bit from Hollywood, mainly because he was married and his wife was like a big creative uh, inspiration to him and actually helped him out with a lot of, a lot of stuff, right? Okay. Um, and so, <clears throat> like she, in, if you watched Awesome Powers and Gold member, the song that many, uh, that Dr. Evil does, um, when they're him, Minnie Me are in uh, the prison. Uh, she wrote that, um, so like they were partners and stuff, you know. Um, and his uh, acting affairs, and so they got divorced, and I think that just you know messed him up um, a lot. And so he was been gone for a while, but I, I'm really excited to see this. Uh, this is a comedy series that's kind of like a parody of the Illuminati. Um, based off of what I've seen, and so it seems that Mike Myers is playing multiple roles, which he should, um, like every other thing that he's done, um, and so it's, it's really exciting just the, not just, I mean, we haven't seen much from the trailer, okay, um, just basically, I mean, what I can tell you is that, yeah, it is a, uh, parody of the Illuminati, and if you were to go watch the trailer now on YouTube, you're not gonna see too much different than what I saw. That's pretty much what you're going to get out of it. But the big deal for me for this project is that Mike Myers is back, baby. And so, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm, I can't wait. And so I can't wait till that comes to Netflix. So I, I'll definitely be uh, reviewing that when the time comes. Alrighty then. Let's, let's get into some news, though. So this past week... Um, there has been a 
state of play on PlayStation um, where they uh, show off game footage and stuff like that. Uh, this one was centered around Hogwarts Legacy, uh, which is the new Harry Potter universe type RPG that's been uh, was announced a year or two ago. Can't remember how long it's been now <clears throat> uh, for the PS5, and I can't remember if it comes out on other consoles. I believe it does. Anyways, so. I just know it was announced at a PlayStation State of Play, and PlayStation did this State of Play on it. Um, so we got to finally see a lot of the game, um, a lot of footage of the game. Um, you play as a fifth-year Hogwarts student, who's this is his f their first year. You get to create your character. This is their first year at Hogwarts. Um, something happened, um, and we'll find out in the story of where they're just now come to Hogwarts at year five. Um, so it's it's a little bit strange and different than uh, something we've uh, come accustomed to. Um, this is set in like the 1800s at Hogwarts, so it's long before um, the Harry Potter movies or long before the Fantastic Beast movies. And so, uh, said, you know, uh, the 1800s. Um, there's dark wizards, of course. There's a goblin, re goblin rebellion going on. There's many magical creatures. You can rob a broom. You can ride a hippogriff. You can cast spells. You can have duels. You can go all over Hogwarts and solve puzzles. And um, you can uh, go to Hogsmeade. You can do all kinds of things of it. Uh, the game it looks amazing. Um, the game is guaranteed, or they said it's going to come out holiday of 2022. So there had been rumors of it being pushed back because it got pushed back from 2021 to 2022. And then there was rumors of it being pushed back to 2023. Um, those rumors have been put to, uh, <clears throat> to bed basically. And so the game is coming out this year, uh, late this year. So it's exciting. Uh, so if you're a Harry Potter fan, check it out. You can check it out on YouTube. Just search for Hogwarts Legacy, say to play. You can watch the full thing. I think it's 14 minutes long. Um, a lot of great footage. Um, the game looks amazing. Um, but it, it's the Harry Potter RPG you always dreamed of. Um, so it, if you are want to get immersive in that type world, then you're going to love the game. Um, so... Uh, we got a spinoff announcement for uh, a great show on HBO Max um, is Harley Quinn, the animated series. It's very uh, adult, though, gr adult humored, and it's very raunchy. But, however, um, it's one of the best animated things that DC has ever made. Season 3 is going to be coming out um, soon. And uh, now, um, out of South by Southwest, was just uh, this past weekend, um, a Kite Man... Uh, Spinoff wasn't kind of announced that it was being developed there at uh, South by Southwest. Uh, his own uh, Kite Man, who is a very C, D, maybe even D level uh, Batman villain, who uh, is from the 60s, who was can really cons he's really considered a joke in the modern era until really um, Tom King put him in. Um, his Batman run, and then made him really awesome, gave him the catchphrase, hell yeah, um, Kite Man, hell yeah, and then, uh, he, um, was in Harley Quinn, the animated series, and made it even more of a popular character, and now he's probably getting his own spinoff, and it, um, it's entitled Noonan's, um, which is the bar in the Harley Quinn uh, animated universe. It features Kite Man uh, being the new owner of the super... It's a super villain bar. So he becomes a new owner. 
Um, it's been seen in various Harley Quinn uh, animated series episodes if you watch that show. Um, apparently Harley and Ivy would appear in the pilot um, with different villain characters each week. Um, apparently HBO Max hasn't greenlit it yet. Um, but the co-creator Patrick Schumacher does say it's a definite po- possibility. Um, so we will see um, how it goes. Um, it was also revealed there that um, a Harley Quinn season in Harley Quinn season three, there's a tribute episode to Paul Dini and Bruce's Tim's Batman animated series using actual actual backgrounds from that series. Um, and apparently, James Gunn is also making a cameo in Harley Quinn Season 3, playing himself, and then is directing a movie about Thomas Wayne. So, um, that's really exciting, though. I'm getting a Kite Man show. So, speaking of shows, uh, Netflix, of course, we've talked about shows that they're doing um, already, uh, but they're doing a live-action Resident Evil show Um which we've known this for a bit. Um, it's finally got a release date of July the 14th and has a new poster. Um, no footage of that yet, but once we get uh, footage of that, um, based on the way Netflix does, it'll probably be a month or two before we get footage. Because um, they usually put out footage and then they or the trailer and then, the, then it's very soon that the show comes out. So that's coming out July 14th. Um, so that that's really exciting um i think that resident evil has a i don't know how to say it a checkered past in live action versions um some ups and some downs so we will see how it goes but i mean i have very good um Reliance on Netflix doing good with it. So, but we will see. Um, do you like the show, the movies Jumanji or the board game? Well, uh, the family friendly series Jumanji is actually be turning into a new theme park ride with uh, more um, rides coming across New America, North America, New America. Uh, that's that's a new uh, a new uh, continent I'm uh, developing. Anyway, North America and Europe. A new deal uh, is going to see Jumanji uh, used to create rides, attractions, entire theme park lands, hotels, and more. Uh, Sony Pictures officially partnered with Merlin Entertainments, the operators of the UK's Alton Towers, Thorpe Park, Madame Dussauds, and Legoland to bring Jumanji to life with a range of experiences. Uh, the first of these is the world's first Jumanji ride, opening in April 2022 at the Garland Garland resort in italy so um good for people in italy a second ride is also in development at a separate location for a 2023 launch um jumanji the adventure is what these are called um it's going to be called jumanji the adventure it transports guests to the fantastic world of jumanji where an exhilarating adventure awaits them a journey full of pitfalls surprises and dangers through the wild jungle uh, along the new ride at Gardaland, you will find fully themed Jumanji hotel rooms as well. You know, if you ever wanted to live in a perilous jungle-themed board game, well, guess what? You now have that ability. Um, let's see here. I'm just trying to read some uh, quotes. And, you know, Jumanji was, uh, just in case you didn't know, it's a huge hit back in 1995 that starred uh, Robin Williams, the late great Robin Williams as Alan Parrish, a young boy trapped inside a supernatural board game decades ago who since uh, has been reopened by two friends. Um, that's not true. They're sim- siblings. 
uh, unleashing a dangerous game into the world. And then they rebooted that movie, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, the video game video game inspired remake, which starred uh, Jack Black, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, um, and then also has a sequel, which also included Danny DeVito and Danny Glover. So, yeah. So, lots of... Looks like uh, Jumanji has got a good future, um, and now we're going to get uh, theme parks and stuff from that. Um, uh, speak, <coughs> speaking of theme parks, I really wasn't planning on talking about this, but apparently Disney Disney is planning to create communities based on their theme parks. So that, like, real-life communities, communities, that would be, like, walled-off neighborhoods where people live and work and stuff. For um, And then you can actually go visit the communities, and there'll be different Disney-type restaurants and shops and entertainment but people would live there and work there and stuff it's very disney immersive world disney's taking over the united states of disney's coming is basically what they what they said so i wasn't going to talk about that but then i noticed that on this article and i was like hey i'll 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 briefly drop that there so that's interesting Uh, but yeah disney is a you know uh, taking over the world, and I, I've been pledging my allegiance to the House of Mouse for years before Mickey is president, so just in case um, he already knows where my allegiances lie. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Daredevil apparently is being rebooted after um, the Netflix shows, Marvel Netflix shows left Marvel, or left Netflix, and are now on Disney Plus as of this week. Um, apparently now they're thinking of rebooting Daredevil. This has not been confirmed yet, so we're not going to speak on it much. But I just want to let you guys know, I got my ear to the ground on this reboot of Daredevil. And as soon as we hear any type of information, I'll make sure you guys know. I will. I will let you know. I will put. I'll put the the word in your ears holes. I will fill your ear holes with the daredevil goodness as soon as I know. I'm really excited, though. Uh, check out Spider-Man No Way Home. It's on digital now where you can see the latest um, appearance of <clears throat> Charlie Cox himself as uh, Matt Murdock, also known as Daredevil, though he doesn't play Daredevil in Spider-Man No Way Home. But anyways, yeah, so check it out. Um, last thing I got, it looks like they are developing another video game show, A Plaque Tale. Um, which is a, a independent game that came out uh, not too long ago. So the <clears throat> thing about uh, Plaque Tale, because um, this was spotted by Eurogamer that Matthieu Turi, which is a French director, is working on the adaptation of Plaque Tale. Um, and also it was a French website that uh, announced that the extraordinary medieval fantasy world of Plaque Tale would be adapted into a TV series with plans to keep the show closer to its setting and to the games. Uh, original Bordeaux, Bordeaux-based uh, developer Sobo, uh, rather than being handed over to any of the U.S. production studios that have shown interest. So apparently, this is that's a French studio that made the game, or French development, uh, French game developers that made the game, and apparently, this is going to be a French director <coughs> making the show. Um, and so, I guess everything will be. It's just a French-made show. Basically, so um, Matthew 
or Matthew, Matthew Turi, was an assistant director on like, that Quentin Tarantino movie, Inglorious Bastards. So um, he confirmed his involvement in the series on Twitter. So by saying, I'm honored to work on the adaptation as a TV series of a plaque tale. Thank you to Asobo Studio and Focus Entertainment for their trust. I can't wait to bring Amika and Hugo's journey to the screen. Um, as I said, A Plaque Tale, uh, Innocence, was released back in 2019 and told a grim tale of young Amika and her little brother Hugo in a heart-trending journey through the darkest hours of history during the 14th century Hundred Years War of France. The action-adventure stealth game received generally favorable reviews from critics, um, and they are uh, actually making a sequel. Um, it, it's a story of two orphans surviving in a world ravaged by the Black Death. Um, it's compelling, a very compelling stealth game. Um, so check it out. The sequel, A Plaque Tale Requiem, um, follows the storyline and uh, set to release uh, sometime this year, I believe, on Xbox Series SNX, PS5, PC, and Nintendo Switch. So, yeah, that 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 is it, guys. Well, one more thing: um, a company called RSV LTS um, apparently is making. Uh, they apparently make a geek-centric. Um, polo not polos but like hawaiian type shirts <clears throat> and they had just got the um, marvel just announced yesterday that they'll be making some spider-man theme ones so you can find that by going to the marvel uh facebook page actually and you can find the link to our uh, rsvlts um the, their website and um the and get you some shirts let's get you some spider-man shirts they are a bit expensive though like 67 bucks a shirt but they look awesome and worth it so check check them out and get you a geek centric shirt all right so let's get into the ultimate marvel adventure and if this is the first time that you're hearing of what the ultimate marvel adventure is there is 704 issues in the ultimate marvel comics universe that ran from 2002 to 2015 i believe it was <clears throat> i never read a single one of them um that is in the marvel multiverse of earth 1610 as opposed to the mainstream earth 616 universe um and so every character um not every character and it has every almost every character in the ultimate universe that's just like in the marvel universe normal marvel universe except there's a lot of different things uh with these heroes and villains based on the way they look or their stories or something like that this stuff is different um so i decided that i was going to read all 704 issues of the ultimate marvel universe because i am psychotic and so i got like a list of all the issues in um not um release order but in uh timeline order so I decided that I was going to start doing that. And so I've been doing that uh, for the past few weeks now. And I'm trying to read through all of them within a year or so. Um, which means that I would have to read... It, uh, if I read a dozen issues every week for... take me 56 weeks to read 704 issues. So just reading... Um, <clears throat> so anyway, the plan is just to read as much as possible. 
each week and then let you guys know the progress so this week i read ultimate marvel team up issues six through eight this was a story that followed i was mostly about the punisher and the um punisher's origin story in um in the ultimate universe it also included of course spider-man is in all these ultimate marvel team up books and also included daredevil so there was interactions with Daredevil and Punisher, which uh, made me think of the Daredevil season two on Netflix. Um, but then Spider-Man was there too. Um, but anyway, so in this universe, um, Frank is in prison at the very beginning um, because he killed some cops. Um, but he killed bad cops that were like dirty cops, but uh, that set him up to be have his have his wife and kids killed. Much like the normal... Oh, spoilers alert, by the way, just in case you wanted to know. Um, it, uh... So, it's a, I mean, it's pretty much almost the same. Uh, his, you know, his uh, family was killed. His wife and daughter, or wife and kids were killed. Um, but apparently, uh, he was a cop, and as well. He was a cop. And he was a good... He was the only good cop on the force, apparently. And he was gonna, like, tell Eternal Affairs about all this stuff that was going on. Because uh, internal affairs started snooping around, and uh, Frank was had pretty much had enough of all these dirty, crooked cops. So he's gonna tell on everybody, and he was like telling them to uh, that they need to uh, they need to turn themselves in because he was letting them know all the information. And so they have uh, Frank's family killed, and then so he kills some cops, and so he's in prison. Um, then he gets out of prison, escapes, not gets out, he escapes. And goes after these more of these uh, cops and people that uh, took his wife out. So, uh, yeah. And so that that's pretty much that three story three issue storyline is basically following there, and then uh, uh, his interactions with Daredevil and stuff like that, which we've already seen last week. And then Spider Man uh, basically takes down the Punisher, and uh, <clears throat> so. But that that that's basic. There's not too much more changes in those three. I'm just really just what I'm getting out of these books. I mean, I'm enjoying them. But what I'm talking about on here is really just telling you like a quick like quick differences, but that are in the in the six one six and the one six one zero universes. Uh, after the, I read the Ultimate Marvel team up, I read the first volume of Ultimate X Men. I read Ultimate X Men number one through six. Um, <clears throat> so in Ultimate X-Men, you kind of get the same, uh, st st origin story of X-Men. You have, um, you know, mutants are bad in the Ultimate Universe. Uh, people, no one likes mutants. Um, then you have, you know, the, the X-Men with Charles Xavier, and then you have the Brotherhood of Evil with Magneto. Uh, instead of the Alan Genosha, they live on, in the Savage Land, the brotherhood does so that's a little bit different in the brotherhood we have magneto and toad and then scarlet witch and quicksilver and blob and mastermind so it's kind of a weird lineup in the x-men you get a classic lineup of cyclops marvel girl um iceman colossus and uh which is different and then a beast uh hank mccoy of course he d just he doesn't have the blue fur uh so he's just like the classic and then um 
Wolverine is in the first volume as well. <clears throat> so, some different things in here is Magneto's the one that put Charles in the wheelchair by making a, like a metal pole go through his spine. Um, so that that's a little different. Um, also for the Brotherhood, uh, Wolverine is actually part of the Brotherhood and like a hired assassin. And he's hired to go kill, to infiltrate the X-Men and kill Professor X for Magneto. Uh, and But he ends up like um, liking Gene, of course. And um, he uh, likes the professor and what he has to say. And so he kind of like, at the end of the sixth issue, he kind of like makes a turn and goes against Magneto. Um, there's not uh, too much difference in the other stuff going on, except that Gene and Cyclops aren't together. Cyclops is too scared to ask Gene out. So then Wolver when Wolverine starts hitting on her, they end up hooking up. Um, which causes Cyclops to go join the Brotherhood. Um, so, but then the Sentinels were being sent to take out the Brotherhood on the Savage Land, and then um, Magneto rewired them with his magnetism powers, and he went and had them go kill a bunch of humans, and... Um, so Cyclops ended up letting... Well, he, Cyclops pretty much saved everybody because he let them know that the the Sentinels were coming. Um, and so he ended up... Was apparently was infiltrating the Brotherhood. So, um, yes. So that 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 is a very... There was a lot of changes. I think X-Men was the most drastic of changes. Um so far of things I've read um, is very drastic. Um, Beast gets hurt like in the fourth or fifth issue and they have to use this serum that's a, a experimental and it turns his hair, the hair on his head, like his hair is in a ponytail um, and uh, it turns that his hair on his head red so he or blue. He doesn't get the blue fur everywhere. I don't know if he eventually will or not. Because, um, I mean, I'm only six issues in. So, um, that that's interesting. I'm wondering if eventually, like, it's just a slow process. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, X-Men is definitely the biggest of the changes throughout the, throughout the books. And then I read Ultimate Spider-Man issue 14 through 21 uh, to finish up my... Um, week in the ultimate universe and um so this inter introduced doc ock who <clears throat> we had met before as just otto octavius he worked for norman osborne was caught in an explosion and he had those metal the metal arms on well he wakes up and a couple things the metal arms are fused to him but they're fused to his stomach his chest and stuff instead of his back so that's that's the they're backwards so that's interesting change also you know the sunglasses that doc ock wears all the time well in the ultimate universe 
the explosion does something to his eyes where he can't take with bright lights can't take bright lights so he has to wear those specialized sunglasses and stuff because it hurts his eyes to see so um that that adds a little bit different um of a change um we could see justin hammer um who um in the in the books as well there's a lot of uh easter eggs in these issues as well uh that i can't really remember all of them um we get to see craven in these in these issues 14 to 21 um he comes in apparently craven is a reality tv star um he uh, runs a show where he like think like man versus wild or something i don't know uh crocodile hunter basically or you know the crocodile hunter but he like wrestles crocodiles and other animals and stuff so like he like goes on these hunts uh in this reality show so basically it's a he, he's a reality tv star in <clears throat> in this other country and then he comes to america to hunt for spider-man who of course nobody likes um because everybody thinks he's a mutant cops don't like him and stuff like this um but he ends up getting taken out by spider-man eventually when he does meet spider-man spider-man like just hit him one time and knocks him out and um that was it and uh, he goes to jail so i'm assuming that we'll see him later on in the spider-man series he was taken out really fast uh, right after doc ock was and so that was a interesting moment and he um let me think of else so I'm, I'm i'm assuming though like he will eventually come back um at the end um uh, of this issues these seven issues or whatever that i read um spider-man gets basically public opinion starts turning around on him and he starts to be seen as a hero uh, because he saves uh, people that were even Justin Hammer, who had talked bad about him, uh, he saved him, and the and all this was filmed where he take took out Doc Ock and saved all these people, and it was being filmed by a bunch of news people. So he ends up becoming what? This is where his public opinion changes was in this book. So interesting to see what happens from here. I really enjoying Ultimate Spider-Man the most. Um, I have the first omnibus. I'm, I'm going to need more because um, the rest of stuff I've been just reading digital uh, thanks to Marvel Unlimited. Uh, but hopefully I'll get be able to get some more of these books so I can read them physically. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the first impressions on today's episode. I watched a two things here this week. Um, the first thing I watched is a new Netflix series called Worst Roommate Ever. This is a true crime show, a documentary on different um, roommates that people have had that end up being killers, um, serial killers and stuff. Uh, the first one I watched was about an old lady, um, and she was nuts, crazy. Um, this It's on uh, Netflix, like I said. I think it's like six episodes or something like that. Uh, but this episode uh, was called Call Me Grandma. Uh, the show started March 1st, 2022, by the way. Um, the episode was about a woman named Dorothea Puente. Uh, she ran a boarding house for those that were less fortunate. Um, but her seemingly benevolence bellies darker motive motives. That's an interesting sentence. 
so basically, these are just violent con artists, stone cold killers. They're just terrifying true stories, unveiling some of the worst cohabitation uh, experiences one could ever imagine. Um, so it it's just crazy people. Uh, five episodes. I was wrong about that. Um, they run between six, 39 and 62 minutes. Um, said uh, the first episode uh, is the only one that I watched. Um, so Dorothea Puente um, was in the 80s, set in the 80s. Um, she was so, and she was born in 1929. So she was already like 60 something years old. Uh, whenever she was murdering all these people and, uh, she was murdering elderly and mentally disabled, uh, boarders at her, uh, boarding house, uh, just to cash her social security checks. Um, she, her count reached nine murders with six unconfirmed as well. So, um, the newspapers back then called her the death house landlady. So, um, she was, once she did get caught, um, and she didn't, she went to prison for life or till she died March 27, 2011 at the age of 82. So, um, that just craziness, craziness, uh, stuff. So if you like true crime and stuff like that, this would be a great show for you to watch. And, um, yeah, because I, it, it was, it was very, it was very interesting uh, show. Um, I'm trying to pull up, uh, Rotten, <coughs> Rotten Tomatoes, sorry, I told you, um, getting bad right here now, but we're gonna make it through, we're gonna keep pushing. Now, the, uh, there is no tomato meter for the Rotten Tomatoes, um, but the audience score has, is sitting at a 55, translate that into my 10 scores of 5.5. Okay, I'm gonna give it a seven and uh seven and a half maybe. Seven to seven and a half, that sounds good. We'll just go with seven. Um I I didn't think it was bad at all. I don't know why five point five. Uh that's very mediocre in my eyes, so uh, um I really enjoyed it, and if you like true crime, then I think you'll enjoy it too. Um I also uh watched the Scream Five movie as well. <laughs> Um, Scream, uh, this, as I said, is the, it's just called Scream, it's the fifth installment, uh, of Scream, it, it, it's, it's very, it's very interesting, I, I didn't used to like scary movies, to be honest with you, um, so this is, um, a very different thing for me, it, it's, you know, a little bit about the movies, 25 years, of course everybody knows Scream, so, I mean, you, you should know Scream, and so I'm trying, I'm not going to, talk too much about it so i'm not going to spoil anything uh it's 25 years after a streak of brutal murder shocked the quiet town of woodsboro california a new killer dons the ghost face mask and bends targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past um so this movie is kind of like a what did they the, they even called it in the uh it's like a reboot and a sequel uh, a recall or something. I can't remember what they called it in the movie because you know, Scream is very self-aware in it, in it, uh, in the in its horror and uh, it being a movie because it Scream. There's a movie 
in the Scream universe called Stab, which is movies. There's a Stab movie. It's like probably eight now. Um, those Stab movies are based on the stuff that actually happens in the Scream movies, which we watch. So it's like, yeah. So Hollywood has made movies based on the events that happen in the movie that we're watching. So it's a very self-aware movie. <clears throat> I... I, I really liked Scream, e- even whenever they originally came out. They were the I, I didn't like. I said I didn't really watch uh, these horror mystery thriller movies uh, back back in the day. Um, until recently, I really got into horror movies and games and stuff like that and shows. But uh, Scream was one that I watched. Anyways, no regard regardless. <laughs> um. And so to see this movie does a great job of bringing in characters from the old movies like uh, Sydney and Dewey and Gail, and then introducing new characters. Um, some of the new characters, a lot of the new characters have ties to characters from older movies, um, from the other four movies. And you'll just have to watch the movie to get those ties, and or they know people that were in other movies. And so <clears throat> it's a very it's very interesting the way that it works, um, and I think it does a good job of balancing these legacy characters and looking forward to the future of the franchise. That did a great job. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 76, which in my book that uh, to a 10 would be a 7.5, and then the audience score is 81, which is an 8. I, I, I'm going to sit with the audience of 8. That's a really good, that's a really good score. So we're going to go with an 8 on mine as well. So we're going to ride with the audience. Given an eight, I really enjoyed Scream Five, or just called Scream, uh, 2022. You can actually watch that on Peacock, maybe. No, is it Paramount Plus? I think it's Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, you can watch uh, Scream now, so uh, you can stream it if you have Paramount Plus. It's good to get Paramount Plus because Halo comes out next uh, in just a couple days, and we'll be talking about it on the next episode. So you should go ahead and get Paramount Plus. Um, but I really enjoyed Scream. I think you will too. I'm not going to tell you much, too much about it. I'm not going to get really into the finer details of the movie um, because that's not what we do on First Impressions. I don't want to spoil it because um, it's a newer movie. So I don't want to really spoil anything, but it's really good. Um, and so uh, also the uh, dude from uh, Who Plays Huey and the Boys uh, is in is in Scream, the new Scream movie. So that, that was really cool to see him. And so... Um, yeah, so check it out now on Paramount Plus if you have that. You can add that to Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime for like 99 cents a month. So, <clears throat> yeah. Or at least for the first few months, I think it's 99 cents. And then I think it's like five bucks or something. I don't know. Um, so uh, check it out, though. And that is all of the show. Oh, oh just before we go, speaking of Scream, uh, Scream 6 was just announced. Uh, this past week, um, that is which Courtney Cox is returning for that. Um, it was announced for March 31st, 2023. So next year we're getting another Scream movie. So striking while the iron is hot. So there we are, folks. A little over an hour. Had to rush through the end here of the first impressions. Because um, try to just keep it at an hour pretty close to it. Unless uh, Kyle's with me, then I, we don't care. So, yeah. 
but before I go, I always like to give you comic suggestions. I love comics. Uh, Wednesday's new comic book day, and so I really urge you to go to your comic, local comic book shop, wherever that may be, um, in central Arkansas, if you're in the Little Rock area, then go to Retrograde Comics off of Kavanaugh in the Hillcrest neighborhood, uh, where I get my comics from. And you should get comics every week. And every week I do recommend a Marvel, a DC, and a independent book. Alright, so first I'm going to pick my Marvel pick. And that is Venom Lethal Protector number 1. An epic return. Before Carnage and Space Gods, Clones and Toxins, and the revelation that he was a father, Eddie Brock was a down-on-his-luck reporter who had tried to take his own life and been saved by an extraterrestrial alien. This all-new story set in the character's earliest days welcomes Venom co-creator David Michelini uh, back into the symbiote hive with open arms, as he and rising star Ivan Florelli Flor- unite to tell a new horrifying tale that not only visits the wicked wicked web slingers past but hints at what's to come in his future uh this is just something that marvel's been doing uh, they've done that uh, several times with symbiote spider-man and now they're doing it with ben riley spider-man so it looks like now they're telling where they go back in these classic times of these spider-man characters and tell stories that were untold quotation marks from that time so that that is uh pretty cool um, and so I'm really a big symbiote fan anyways, so <clears throat> I apologize. See, I'm really excited about that, so check that out now. Uh, for independent books, I recommend that you get We Have Demons, number one. Uh, I, I actually talked about this uh, when it was a Comixology exclusive, so now it's getting a print version. Uh, so since the very dawn of man, legends have been told of the conflict between angel and demon kind. Lam Lyle, a woman of science... Dismiss these stories as just fiction, but when the loss of a loved one leads to the discovery of a hulking, benevolent demon named Helvis, Lamb realizes that her life is about to undergo a dire new direction. With a newfound partner and awesome powers now at her disposal, her, our hero suddenly finds herself thrust into a climatic war of good and evil with no less than the fate of the world hanging in the balance. Uh, this is made by Scott Snyder. I read this uh, on Comixology, the first couple of issues on college, Comixology Unlimited, uh, which you can read if you have Comixology Unlimited Prime Reading or Amazon Kindle Unlimited. If you have any of those, you can read um, the series, the, all the issues for free. But if you like a print version, then it would be best if you went and pick that up at your local comic book shop. Now, my favorite pick of the week has to be from DC called Rogues Number no. 1. Uh, this is a black label book, uh, book number one, Once Upon a Time in Central City. Um, is what it's called. It says, 10 years ago, the rogues disbanded and went their separate ways, but time hasn't been kind to the former blue-collar super criminals. Caught an endless cycle of prison, rehab, dead-end jobs, broken relationships, probation, and bottomless restitution fees, the rogues are sick of paying for their crimes. Luckily, Captain Cold has a plan. One last job that will leave them all richer than their wildest dreams and free from their past, if they can survive. The rogues plan to steal the world's largest stockpile of undocumented, untraceable gold. But to pull off this heist, they'll need to head into the heart of Gorilla City and rob Gorilla Grodd himself, a supervillain now turned ruthless boss of the largest crime syndicate on Earth. This DC Black Label series presents the rogues who've never seen them before, taking on a neo-noir heist guaranteed to make readers' blood run cold. 
I love these black label books. I love the rogues gallery of Flash's rogues gallery. So I'm just super excited. This book has everything I wanted. And uh, yeah, I can't ask for anything better. So this is definitely the pick of the month probably. I'm, I, let's see if it turns out. If it turns out good, you're going to hear me talking about it on the next episode. Uh, but that is all that we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in uh, for this little over an hour show. It's been fun. It's been real. Um, and it's been real fun. So we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.